Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Foreshadowing. Mm. And you'll find out why. Yep. Have you listened? Are you caught up on You Must Remember This? Yes, I, I love her yeah. uh, um, Alicia Silverstone yeah. uh, impression. I was going to say, I think I think Karina Longworth is jealous of Stella the dog. <laughs> I think she is. She seems like legitimate. Hi, everyone. Trash House Street. Trash House Street. Anyway, yeah, she seemed legitimately angry or jealous every time she would just, of course, Stella the dog. <laughs> Stella the dog's there. And um, then you hear buzzing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stella. <laughs> Alright, Trash to South Street. Trash South Street, what's Attack. up? What's up, dude? Oh, you know. You know. Nothing, everything, all at once. Yeah, me too. It's been a while. This is sort I of know. another A piece hastily thrown together podcast because we suck. Memorial Day fucked us up. Yeah, it is what it is. It is June 2nd, or 3rd, mm-hmm. as of the recording. June 2nd, a lot of stuff came out June 2nd. Really? Yeah. Like what? Well, stuff. not the time, like funny. Oh, like Bully stuff. came out. Okay. Remember Bully? Yeah, I, re- I reviewed. Others, which we'll talk about. Cool. A little bit. So what, what's new, dude? What's um, happening? Um, so last week, fun, funny little story. Okay. Last week I went for a hike. Mm-hmm. And... Shit yourself. No. Okay. <laughs> Not that I would tell. Um, oh, if you, you could get a million dollars a year, but you had to, there's one day a year you were going to shoot yourself and you never knew which day, <laughs> would you do it? Maybe. It could be anytime, anywhere, and you have no ability to control it. I don't know. Maybe. And you, if you were wearing a diaper, you can't shoot, you, you won't shoot yourself, but here's the thing, unless you think there's a, there's a, a loophole, uh-huh. it'll come out your nose. <laughs> it'll be the same amount of shit, which will be a lot. Anyway, I don't know why I thought of it. Um, I like that. It's, uh, oh no, so I went into, uh, like I went hiking. Mm-hmm. I went to this place, Manderfield Preserve, which is a bit of a hike. Oh. It, <laughs> it's almost not worth going, but it's so beautiful. And I came back, so I stopped at Wawa yes. to get a uh, a food and I'm waiting for my sandwich someone came in who smelled so bad I, I start to dry heave and I was literally if they weren't wrapping my order up right then and there I was about to walk out what if it was that person that took that million dollar bet <laughs> that, see that's what made me think of it they were like oh ka-ching <laughs> it's probably not even well formed shit by the way. it's like, like oh, kind of, not even quite diarrhea it's the just loose. It's like uh, loose like fudge that you whip too much <laughs> yeah. or Nutella. I don't know. Um, so what's new with you? Nothing much, dude. Yeah. I was at the beach last weekend. Mm-hmm. For, it was fucking cold, man. Mm-hmm. Um, work. Yeah. Um, nothing really, dude. Yeah. The beach was nice. Mm. So we left like Saturday morning at like 8.30 from Malvern. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to hit so much traffic. And I like fucking flew. It was like oh. an hour and a half. Oh, and then uh, we left Sunday. Um, I forget what time. Maybe around noontime mm. or something. But it, it was cool down there. My yeah. mom seemed to enjoy herself. And um, I got to run on the boardwalk, which I love. Yeah. Got to see the sunrise over the water, mm. man. It was very refreshing. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, and then I got poison ivy. Yes. <laughs> and um, my poison ivy's... Got really, really, really bad. It looked like a fish oil. I saw a picture. It is not... Yeah, it was I, bad. I said if it was a movie, you would talk about how fake the makeup <laughs> looked. It's like trauma level 
spilling somebody <laughs> with acid. Yeah, it's gross. It's horrible. It, and it's better now. It blew up. I like didn't. I, this is the second time ever I got poison ivy. Poison ivy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm still um, you know, it's weird now. Like yeah. everybody at my work has poison ivy in their uh, vagina. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> How odd. You want to get the music out of the way, yeah, let's and talk then about maybe music. get some other stuff to talk about. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. This is my awful review. Awfully good. Of Sir Chloe. I am the dog. Um, And Sir Chloe is a five-piece out of Vermont. Uh, Dana Foote is the lead singer. Mm -hmm. They had a a debut EP out in 2020 called Party Favors. Yes, which which is is great. And then they had a couple, like, singles out. And then uh, I Am The Dog came out in May. I don't know. Does it say where it came out of? Um, Or what record label? I don't think. Like, the first one was Terrible Records. What's that say? I can't tell. Um, Sir, Sir Chloe Music.com. So I think probably self published. Maybe. Uh, we're not sure. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. But yeah, so do you like Sad Girl Rock? I do. Well, I think we've established over the course of this podcast. So, yeah. Anyway, um, I didn't find this band myself. Mark was like, hey, you have to check out this band, Sir Chloe. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, is this considered Sad Girl Rock? Yeah. And I was like, yes, welcome to the yeah. club, mm-hmm. mister. How would you describe them? As I said, I would say they're a more of an upbeat rock and roll sad girls. They're definitely a lot more rocky as far as like sad girls. Yeah. And did I say they're from Vermont? I was very surprised. From, from, from Vermont, Vermont. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think she went to Bennington College in Vermont. Yeah, and that's how they like kind of got together. Yeah. So yeah, it's fucking awesome. It starts off with this the song Should I, which mm-hmm. I was automatically like, I love this. And it's yeah. more or less just like contemplating everything uh-huh. really fucking good song salivate's one of my favorite I think songs it's the one that has like a pixie thing going on yeah, yeah. it's yeah, really really too, yeah. cool song it's more as i said upbeat rock and roll um center is i love this song yeah it's pretty much just being like like just giving yourself totally into like obsession and just mm-hmm. like yeah and i wonder why you like that <laughs> put yourself out there it's, uh-huh. it's, it's a cool song no better. I like a little more. Um, I want to say like. Uh, I, I like no better because it has that like kind of like heavier bass in it. Yeah, I can see that, but it's like a slower pace song. Yeah, really good. Same with Leash. Leash is really good. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite songs is Hooves. Yeah, Hooves the Blondie. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Yeah. It is so good. It's all like. <laughs> it's written. Lyrically, it's written about like a fucking goat. But yeah, it's not yeah. about a goat. It's just like, I don't know if it's like she just is taking just fucking random people. Like, yeah. I don't want to hold hands. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. It's, it's a really, really good song and it gets stuck in your head. Obsession's really cool. Yeah. Obviously, an obsessive song. Mm-hmm. Daddy's Car's cool song, more yeah. um, slower paced song. Yeah. Cake and I and the Dog, I'm kind of blot on. Cake has a heavier feel. Yeah. I thought it was okay. And then it ends on feel again, yeah. and it's more or less like I, I hate I like want to I hate my life and yeah. I want to change everything mm-hmm. and be all feel again. Yeah, which is a really good song. I think this album is fucking fantastic. It's really really good. I think it peters out a little bit in the end because after Obsession, I was like, oh, I have to listen to these songs again because I don't remember them so much by title. Yeah, but I think it's really really good. It just has this oh, like what am I trying to say? Because I don't have my I don't have any notes. Yeah, it has like this whole obsessive horny vibe to it yeah yeah definitely (laughs) but it's like subtle it's subtle but it's just it's it's just weird but it's a really good album and so her her ep 
the party favors yes is really really good so too. it is i'd say <laughs> totally different it is and it isn't it's like a yes to a point it's a lot more reminiscent of what's it like 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 liz fair yes yeah Sedona, Arizona is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, is that the one like amphetamine? Yeah, yeah, is really good. Michelle, like it's even more obsessive. It's just weird. There's one, <laughs> I don't remember the song, but she's singing about a pretty boy, and at the base she's talking about the tightly rolled up dollar bills. Yes, and then but... she's gonna like kick him out of it. Michelle, just get out of my house, kind yeah. of thing. I don't know. And it's a fun one, and of course we allude. The the final song on that is Michelle. So, I gotta spend some more time with this album because I just listened to it this morning. And... It's really good. As I said, the, like, the, e- the EP's really good as well. Check both albums out because they are like quite different from each other, but yeah. it's still like lyrically really good. Different um, enough that I had to research to make sure it was the same band and not two bands that were just called Sir Chloe. Yeah. Which I guess it's from the B from Apartment mm-hmm. 2C. Yeah, yeah. It's Christian Ritter's character, I guess it's Sir Chloe. Yeah, I guess. I think that's why I read somewhere when doing my very... Oh, uh, that, that where Sir Chloe name comes from? Yes. Well, so when I did my research, apparently her her mom was going to name her Chloe. Oh. And she didn't. Okay. <laughs> and she wanted to make it more androgynous, so she just put Sir. Sir. Oh, that's what yeah. I read. So. Oh, I believe it. I, I can dig it. But yeah, check out Sir Chloe. They're really, really fucking good. Yeah. And in many ways, the Sir Chloe of... This is... Flowers at Your Feet by Raheel Jamala Farad of Habibi. This is her like, second where did you find this? solo, but her first solo album was like, I think, all covers. Yeah. And this was off of, this came out May 12th off Big Dada Records. Uh-huh. And is it Dada or Dada? Dada or Dada. I don't know. It's like a, it's a label that I think specializes in like putting out music by people of color and minorities. Oh, cool. Then underrepresented groups, I believe. Oh, interesting. Um, as a white man, I can see. <laughs> so, uh, no. I'll be out, like when this came out, like like the single started to come out, she put a lot of singles ahead of this. Mm-hmm. I was not, I was, it was not on my radar till I heard that she did a duet with Beck who co-produced or collaborated on some of the music. Oh, with. interesting. And to be honest, if we had done this Probably if we recorded this podcast last week, yeah, I don't think I would have been as into this album. It definitely had to grow on me. Mm-hmm. But I really like this album. It's very different. It is um, very eclectic, mm-hmm, very um, jazz, soul, bit of funk, touch of reggae, some Afrobeat. Yeah, no, I totally agree because I'd be like, this is really jazzy kind of sound. Yeah, sound. Which and is, I'm like, this is kind of like reggae. Like it was kind of, but it works really well yeah, together. Yeah, and Raheel takes like a lot of influence from a lot of people. She is very fond of 70s Iranian psych pop. Okay. Oh, yeah. She's crazy because she's also a first-generation Iranian-American. She talked about an interview how when Trump took office, her father was in real danger of getting deported back to Iran, and he came over as a student mm-hmm. during the fall. So he was trapped over here. Oh, well. And he's like, yeah, they'd probably kill him if he went over. But Crazy. Uh, but yeah, which is a way of saying... Good album. So I'm not going to go through all. It's very hard because it is so... They are. Thematically, I would say it's very much a case where the music accompanies and fills in the gaps of the for the lyrics. Yes. And rhythm is key in this album. The thing that drives this album, the thing that hooks me are the, are the drum and bass. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. First, I'm going to talk about I Smile for E, which has this very slow, easy way about it. 
It's Is it about, about ecstasy? No. Yes. No. Um, it's, it's about remembering a family member who has passed away. Okay. She's singing actually about her aunt. I thought ecstasy. Um, which I had to look up because at first I thought it was she's singing about someone she broke up with. Is her aunt named Molly? Yes, Aunt Molly. <laughs> and she's from, uh, I don't know, we can't do that. I wish I had written it down many years ago, about like many years last year. Um, I was out walking and I, I start to, in my head, write mm-hmm. a, a treatment for a, a 30s noir movie called Pussy Hound. And it You've was. You've talked about this before. Yeah, Pussy Hound was cat, half cat, half dog. And just everything was like some sort of crass reference. Like the bearded clam was the bar. The place the beaver patrol was looking for. Like, but it got really like deep. I needed like a stenographer to keep writing down my amazing ideas. Anyway, I smile for E. E being it. You turn it into something dirty and it's not. Fables is a lot more poppy. This is the one that she sings with Beck. Okay, yeah. Sort of about, I guess, fantasizing about a relationship that's past and, you know, what could have been. Yeah. It's very shimmery and beautiful. It's a little too meaty to be ethereal. Mm. A little too much. Let's get ethereal. Well, here's how I know. Chrissy I'm, Hines. <laughs> They had um, Pretender said a new album come out. Oh, I don't know. And Chrissy Hines keeps bitching about because uh, I guess someone's guitars got sold to collectors mm-hmm. and she didn't like it. Oh, okay. Uh, she's like, a guitar needs to be played. I was like, yeah, whatever. I was like, yeah, why don't you play it on the fucking cell phone? You wouldn't let use. Uh, anyway, that's another time with the earlier podcast. So I know when an album's hooked me. Mm-hmm. When I start spontaneously writing dirty lyrics to one of the songs. Yeah, that's true. And that's yeah. what I did with Fables. Okay. And by dirty lyrics, they're usually not inventive, mm-hmm. they're, but they're pretty explicit. Yes. And occasionally, as I've also alluded to in a previous podcast, it goes into an explanation that this is actually a legally consenting adult. Yes. Like if you use the word little in it, <laughs> then if the rest of the song is, yeah. and by little I mean adult. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Pop Fables, really fun song. Yes. Hesitation. Motown. Uh, I really I'm like... Fucking dirty. It's so dirty, I was like, what? what? Like, my ears perked up. I was like, what? Oh my god, yeah. What? I was like, I was like, huh? So, Hesitation, like I said, it is, um... Especially the second verse is a little more explicit. And again, it's a woman thinking about... I guess... She's like fantasizing like just fucking somebody. Yeah, just like, like just yeah. having someone ravish her. Yeah, and that's what the hesitation <laughs> is like that. Again, the second verse is, is very much you come over and you like throw me on the bed, you rip off all my clothes. I know, and that's you what fuck. I'm like, I wonder what this song's about. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that like it took me by surprise. Yes, Because yes, if I had not quite a complaint about this album, but one of the reasons I had a hard time kind of digging into it mm-hmm. is it's like um a Yum Yum Donut, specifically mm-hmm. a French crawler from Yum Yum Donuts, and it's kind of mushy in the middle. Okay. Casually listening to this album, there's a certain point, probably after Fables, mm-hmm. even though Hesitation does come right after Fables, yeah. where the attention starts to wander a little bit. Yeah. They're all very laid back for the most part, though. Yeah. Um, uh, fourth song, the, the Banger, Football. Football is Football. has a sharper edge to it. It's it's cheesy. Is that one that had like really, more of a reggae? No, it's like the it's it's a lot more like 
or more like it sounds like a, actually like a jazz arrangement for a okay a movie a black exploitation movie from the 70s okay yes okay. it's about a football as robin from team technico would say player uh she's a big uh into like really into football or soccer as we okay. say you might not know this, Jamie. I'm a sports guy. Yeah, you're a big uh, So in America... You're a big toughie. We call... I mean, yeah. Uh, the most reminiscent of, actually, Tamer Affleck, who we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. Like I said, the fact that it's just about this this football player uh, taking the field. It's about soccer players taking the field and competing. Mm-hmm. But they're spoken to these very glowing... Like, they're giants among men and the victory of, like, all that stuff. And like I said, it's cheesy. It gets me every time. I'm like, that was good, especially when it starts out with the oh, very like, like the drums are fucking nuts. Uh, a lot of horns in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, the only fun song I mention, one I did tell you to listen to, is "Note Note to Self," mm-hmm. which is a lot more traditional, a bit anthemic. There's a, it's sort of about doing what you want to do, not what you need to do. There's a line in the beginning about like. You know, you're going to earn this money and you'll be dead and you'll just be dead with money in your pockets. Sure. that get you. Yeah. And no, I really liked it. Good. Yeah, I wrote, I, I had no idea, like, where you got this from. Like, how did yeah. we fall upon this? Because as I said, like, I, mm-hmm. I listened to, like, the first three songs and I, like, went to the other mm-hmm. songs you told me to go yeah. to. So I had stuff on and mm-hmm. I'm like, it was kind of, like, musically all over the place, but it was, like, cool. Yeah. Is it like I'm like oh this is like really jazzy and then I'm like oh this is almost uh-huh. like a reggae going on and yeah it was I thought it was really yeah. I liked it like as I said is it something I would just put on and rock out to maybe I just have to listen to it a little that's more. the thing I kind of just discard I mean I didn't yeah. buy vinyl for anything uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't buy the vinyl now the other album I consider doing that I'm going to definitely do next time that mm-hmm. came out June second mm-hmm. it's by a band called Pupil Slicer okay. It's it's like the second coming of Julie Christmas. It is. Oh, really? It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, um, but I didn't have enough time with it to really get into it. Yeah, that's cool. Um, oh yeah, Gougeway had a new song too. Oh yeah, so Gougeway had a new song. It was good. Yeah, they're actually gonna be playing um, Philly at the Yuki Club some oh, sometime this summer. Nice. Just to give you a few other things, Juliana Hatfield has an ELO cover album. Yeah, Mark bought it. Uh, did you listen to it yet? Or is I, it like yeah, yet? I don't remember. It. He's had a crush on Juliana Hatfield. Yeah, for no, years. we talked about that. Yeah. Speedy Ortiz did announce a new album, Rabbit Rabbit. Yeah. Rabbit Rabbit is something I say at the beginning of every month, so that's like supposed to be the first thing you say in the month and you get good luck for the month. Oh. You didn't know this? No. Yeah, Rabbit Rabbit. Okay. And I do it every month. And if I miss it... Where did you hear this one? It's like, it's a common folklore thing. It's pretty... It's not like something I made up. Okay. <laughs> Don't fucking look and test me. <laughs> okay. Don't fucking look. Mary Timoney has something coming out soon. I don't know if it's either his under own or XX. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. I've just seen it mentioned. Bully we talked about. Yeah. One other thing. I guess it's a song I can kind of review because I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. I so, to Be it. Your Own Pet. Oh, I did listen to it. Yeah, yes, I I'll listened say, to it last night. Which That's is a really punk band song. out of Nashville that broke up and got back together recently. Mm-hmm. They have an album coming out this year called Mommy. And I think this is the second single off the album. It's called Worship the Whip. Yes, and it's and, very like S M yeah, and like and that's exactly yeah, pretty much what you think it would be. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I did listen to it last night when I got home. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, my brother had sent me this, and I was like, oh, and I finally remembered to listen. I was like, ooh, yeah, it's good. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I likes it. Yeah, American Nightmare came out with an EP. I uh-huh. still haven't listened to. It. I have it on vinyl. Uh-huh. Um, that's all I can think of. Um. I might be... I have to look. So, originally, I talked about the garbage Concert. Neil Gallagher yeah. show. Yeah, Neil Gallagher. 
Whatever. Noel Gallagher. Noel Gallagher. Yeah, Noel Gallagher. <laughs> I don't know. Noel yeah. Gallagher. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. Fucking Oasis. I don't mind Oasis. Apparently they're like really good friends, but it looks like a lot of the concerts are shifting to garbage being the headliner. Really? It's weird, yeah. Hmm. Let's talk about the man in August. I don't know. It's the first time in three years they've played. Well, let me know if you get tickets. I know. I got to think about it. Just Um, let let me know. I'll have to look up the date to see if I'm off. So. I had not wanted to go because I felt like there's something else. I... I was like, I've seen him before, and it's going to be late, and I'm not going to feel like doing it. I talked myself out of it. That Cure show is getting, like, fucking oh, amazing we're reviews. I, mean, I know you guys going. are going. Yeah. So that should be fun. And yeah. I don't, we're on the floor, too. Yeah. I, t- I saw them play, like, years of this, another stinky bathroom experience where someone just walked in to the bathroom with yeah. the... Uh, oh, I remember you saying that. I was going to see Off With Their Heads. Mm-hmm. I had tickets they were playing at the church, but it was the same night mm-hmm. as Taylor Swift. So I was honestly afraid I would drive there and not be able to park. Not that it's even near there, but apparently people were just parking and Ubering in or just like... Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I just end up not... There's going. a lot of problems, you know. My sister went. She Well, she didn't go. She was in the park lot with her friend. Like, Danny went with somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently, like, thousands of people, like 20, like thousands mm-hmm. of people just showed up outside and just yeah. danced. People love Tay-Tay. I know. It's crazy. Um, T-Swift. I know someone who's seeing her play, like, I think three or four times on this tour. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I go. I would go, too. To Except they, they they would be, like, <laughs> they have, like, possible pedophile. No, I don't Which I am so. not. Yeah, I knew a couple like, people that. Or, like, oh, that, that gay guy couldn't find anyone to go. <laughs> a lady, a girl I work with, she took her daughters, but she, like, was totally just dressed up. <laughs> like, yeah. one of the, the Taylor Swift's, like, faces. It, yeah. it was pretty cool. She's, she's pretty yeah. awesome. So, Jamie, mm-hmm. I had a bit of a feeling... We might be a little light on material for this podcast. I have something to talk about. I do, too. Do okay. you want to talk about yours first? Yeah, it's kind of out in left field. All right. So, I was watching Tombstone today. Yeah, all right. Okay. Left field so far. One of my favorite... Do you know who my favorite character, other than Val Kilmer, is? Oh, other, no. I was going to say Val Kilmer. Jason Priestley? No. Maddie. The, the, the laudum. Oh, I should have guessed. Yeah, all right. So, uh, she's like so Wyatt she Earp's wife or something? She's Wyatt Earp's wife and, she, wife, and she gets like a bad rap the whole movie because she's all in laudum. Yeah. Laudum. How do you Laudanum. Know? Laudanum. And her first line was like, oh, what? This is... Oh, not why. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no pharmacy. I don't know if I'm getting my laudum. That's yeah. like the first thing she talks about. Uh-huh. But okay, so she's married to Wyatt Earp who just like goes around and like almost gets shot and she's like in the city and then they like take her to this fucking podunk fucking town where there's like cowboys and like why wouldn't you just be on drugs and then why are just like kind of like is like well why don't you love me while Mm -hmm. he's like trying to fuck this other girl so Mm -hmm. i yeah i feel you maddie where do you work again (laughs) i work in drugs and alcohol yeah but like i don't know so i think she gets a really bad rap well like i feel for her and that she's like miserable yeah. It, Laudanum isn't the answer, Jamie. Does Wyatt even know what addiction is? He's, like, running a fucking gambling place, mm-hmm. and, like, just, they drink all the time, but, like, she's such a bad girl for just wanting to high all day and lay in her well, room. <laughs> oh, my... All right. I don't know. I would totally try Laudanum if it was offered to be that. Let's be honest. I get real bad headaches. Yeah. That's funny, because in um, Deadwood, mm-hmm. the one character... Is a law automatic, and she's like, "Yeah, I need it for my headaches." But yeah, and, like they don't even know. Like they probably didn't know. And you then know the what one I mean? guy is even like, 
you don't have to lie. I'll prescribe it to you. <laughs> and then, yeah, she's like the bad guy because she didn't want to like, because yeah. whatever, she kind of didn't want to fuck Wyatt because Wyatt was doing whatever and well, being a hero while she's just in some shitty town while all the brothers are getting okay. shot. So all she right. just sits in a room and does drugs. drugs. Lana takes her headache medicine. Because doesn't he like open up a drawer and they all like yeah, <laughs> fall yeah. out? Like Actually, I haven't, it's, I haven't seen that movie in years. So, and then I have another thing. Uh-huh. So I got up this morning and I watched, uh, I still have cable because I'm old. Yeah. And they have MeTV, okay? All right. And Looney Tunes was on. And okay. I'm, a, I'm, you know, a Looney Tunes fan. So I turned yeah. it on and it was a Tweety Bird, Sil- Sylvester one. Yeah. So Tweety Bird, though, and it was set during the Civil War. And all right. he was supposed to be, all the carrier pigeons were dead. Okay. All right. On the Confederate side. All right. So the Confederates send Tweety Bird. And ah. Tweety Bird is always the protagonist. Uh-huh. And he's with the Confederates. The Union, who are all like kind of dumb. Yeah. They have, oh, we have our interceptor, and it's Sylvester, all uh-huh. like in his Union garb. I vaguely remember this one, by the way. <laughs> and anyway, Tweety Bird gets like caught, and they go to like, like shoot him. Uh huh. And all the Union people are really, really dumb. With, yeah. Like the firing squad, like even like the general's like, what is it? Ready? What's the, what's after? Mm-hmm. And they're like, aim. And he's like, aim. And they accidentally, because they're so stupid, they yeah. shoot Sylvester and Tweety Bird lives. <laughs> I was kind of wondering why, as you're talking, like, because there's no specific reason to make the Confederates the good guys, I guess. It makes other no than sense. someone was like, yeah, that fucking war. Is that not weird? It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah, that is so weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure this was probably in the 40s or the 50s. I'm sure. But yeah, I was like, why are the Confederates the good guy and the smart Mm -hmm. guys? It Mm -hmm. was weird. Yeah. I don't know. Racist. Yes. There are a lot of other races. Yeah. There's a really bad one. It also takes place during Civil War times. Uh, Civil War times. I mean, there are a lot. World War II, yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. But it was, um, I think like Yosemite Sam is like Robert E. Lee, Bugs Bunny... He dresses up in blackface, oh, gives Yosemite Sam a whip, and goes, please don't beat me. And then he comes back as Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and you say, it's really horrible, but at the same time, it's like, it's kind of a clever joke. <laughs> it's bad, though. Bad, bad, bad. But it's... Yeah, it's amazing. I My mean, mom used to have on Laserdisc all the Looney Tunes of, like, the ones that got banned and shit. Yeah. And it was they're, like, really bad. <laughs> you can find them sometimes. Like, they used to sell them at... I don't say concerts, but convention like Chiller, they'd have this. Okay. So. Sort of related, since this is, we're talking about racism, and now we're going to go into sexism. Okay. So, I love the Batman 60s animated series. Okay. This is my favorite episode. Does not even have one of the rogues gallery of villains in it. Uh-huh. Here's the plot. Okay. Check this out. Female police commissioner takes over. She fires all the male cops and hires female cops. The female commissioner is also a master criminal. And the plan is her henchmen release mechanical mice into, like, say, the jewelry store. And because women are afraid of mice, the female cops get up on chairs. It is so horrible. But I'm like, all right, I, you know, it's, it's amusing. It's so bad. Yeah. TV was bad. It really was bad. But you know what is good? What? You talked about movies I haven't seen in a while, we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Watch the movie this morning. Okay. 1995's Embrace of the Vampire. <laughs> yes. Or I haven't seen it more in a long time. properly, The Nosferatu Files, colon, Embrace of the Vampire, which I never realized before. Okay. Embrace of the Vampire, a little fun fact. 
directed by Anne Gorsard, who is a French, primarily an editor, okay. who worked a lot with Francis Ford Coppola. Interesting. One of the movies she edited was Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, cool. Which makes a lot of sense because the first scene, which takes place in the past, mm-hmm. the Keanu Reeves in Dracula's castle when the vampire chicks... Mm-hmm. They're all like... Sucking his blood. Yeah, but first they're like trying to sex him up. Yeah. It is literally that, only it's like outside. He falls asleep on a rock. Mm -hmm. The vampire. And he's only ever known as the vampire. Mm -hmm. There's rose petals everywhere. Of course. And then it happens. That's how he gets turned because the the vampire, the the nymphs, come and they suck his blood and they turn him into a vampire. The guy who plays the vampire looks like if you were... Use the using the Mass Effect One character creator mm-hmm. to make Nick Cage. Okay. Like literally, he looks like lumpy Nick Cage. That the guy who plays uh, that character is Martin Kemp. Okay, I don't know who it is. Bassist of Spandau Ballet. Okay. He's also in a lot of he's like in EastEnders. He does a lot more than you think. But I was like, I, I was like, this guy probably did one thing and never did anything ever again. No. Did a lot. He did. Also, Cheryl Ladd's daughter's in it. Okay. So tell me about Embrace of the Vampire. Yes, so Embrace of the Vampire. So it opens with the vampire going, I'm a vampire (laughs) and I knew this princess. And then I became a vampire. And now, in three days, I'll die unless I get back with the reincarnation of my princess. Mm -hmm. Which totally is not the plot to Dracula. And also, he has this ankh. And that seems to be what turned him into a vampire was this ankh. Okay. Um, which we later learn has s- sexual powers. Ooh. Which it doesn't. But it's, it's literally said. The reincarnation of the princess is Alyssa Milano, mm-hmm. who is a college student who was raised in a nunnery. <laughs> and she's raised in a nunnery. This is her first time outside the nunnery. Okay. She is going to turn 18 in three days. So she's 17 years old. In a nunnery. Mm-hmm. She has a boyfriend who, you know, they won't go all the way because she's a virgin. Mm-hmm. But there's enough raunch in the beginning that it's like, well, you're really... It'd be like if you drove it, if you drove at full speed everywhere and then slammed on your brakes every time you needed to stop. The vampire calls her mm. and he puts the... He gives her the ank. Why do you say unk that way? I don't know, because it's annoying. And she wakes up, and it's a college dorm. College. Yeah. She has a bed yes. that's fucking nicer than the bed I have now. <laughs> it's someone who's never seen a college dorm. Like, I, I, I know you were a home... You stayed at home, right? Yeah, You're so a commuter. Well, I was... A, I lived on campus. I've been to people's yeah. dorms. Yeah, college fucking just for the, you know... It's a lot nicer now. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard. But back then, it was only like a spring cot, like an army cot. Yeah, you had, like, two beds. Uh, maybe someone bought a fridge and a microwave. Yeah. And, like, oh, that was it. Yeah. Microwaves were contraband. But, oh. but not uh, Alyssa Milano, who lives in this very expansive room mm-hmm. with this very nice bed. Yeah. And in this in this college that looks like a fucking castle. Um, <laughs> vampire college. It's, I, that's why I actually was calling it. I was like, ooh, vampire college. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to vampire college. And almost every line of the dialogue, I feel like, either directly or indirectly, is about sex. Charlotte's friend is the African-American woman who's in the craft. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. She has a friend named... Is Charlotte Alyssa Milano? Yeah, Charlotte's Alyssa Milano. 
So there's a friend, Eliza. Okay. And Eliza's kind of like the blonde slutty girl. Yeah. And Eliza seems so offended at the idea that Melissa Mer- La- La- Melissa Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa Milano is a virgin. Hmm. And and somehow everyone in this college fucking knows she is raised <laughs> at a nunnery. But also, again, almost every line of dialogue is involves sex in some way. She puts on this ankh and it horns her up somehow and it glows. It's like, blue, blue, blue. And all the time her boyfriend is like, you know, I'm going to be with you because I'm the one, but let's have sex. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, because she has to stay pure mm-hmm. for some reason. But not for some for reasons. Because the vampire has three days to drink her blood or he dies okay. for unexplained reasons. <laughs> uh, convenient to the plot. Oh, fun fact. So Martin Kemp, who's the vampire. Yes. They said at some point during the production, people were complimenting on like the very good job makeup people did mm-hmm. on the veins in his head. They're like, oh, that's really cool. Those veins are really bulging out. He's like, that's my head. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Undiagnosed brain tumor. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, he's fine now. But I was like, yeah. I was like, wow. That's like a, another real tangent. So you know who Rosalind Franklin is? No. A very complex like story, but she's generally credited someone who actually discovered DNA. She took like the Oh, picture. yes, 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 yes. So, yes. And there's a, it's a very complicated story. I don't know how you went from Embrace of the Vampire to Rosalind Wait for it. So apparently someone said something about her being pregnant and she's like, I'm not pregnant. And she had ovarian cancer and that's what killed her. Because <laughs> she had like a bulge or something. Anyway, she's no Martin Kemp. She could not play bass. <laughs> okay. Because it's about weird cancer stories. All right. Uh, all right, let's, let's get this right. puppy rolling. Oh, she also has the weirdest fucking outfits ever, Alyssa Milano. I would say, I would give it too much credit if they were like, well, she was raised in a nunnery. She doesn't know how to people dress. Yeah. I just think it's weird outfits because the titular scene is when she meets, I believe her name is Samantha or Sarah, who's the photographer. Yes. So you remember the photographer? Uh, that's the only thing I remember. So the photographer is, she's a college student as well. Uh-huh. She's like 10 years older. The woman who plays Sarah, the photographer, was in The Golden Child, which was like 1984. Okay. So she's probably like in her late 30s, but she's a college student. Yeah. They just happened to meet in the quad, and Alyssa Milano's wearing these weird thigh-high nylons, frilly, what, what would uh, like Karina Longwood like to say, what call it, slut feminism? <laughs> yeah. Yes. So she's, she's kind of, she's dressed like a, she's provocatively, but in an attempt to be innocent, mm-hmm. but she's already, I guess, the getting horned up by the aunt. And of course, the titular scene is she goes back to Sarah's uh, dorm room, which is also ridiculous <laughs> because it's like a full fucking studio. And they almost make out. Mm-hmm. And there's like this really horrible song playing like this. <laughs> I actually look it up. You, like you get to see her like bobos. And they're gigantic. She's actually like a very well-endowed woman. Um, and Sarah's like, <laughs> she's like, put this down. If it was a guy, you'd, you'd, you'd break out the base. <laughs> in the meantime, her boyfriend, Chris, he at one point he goes to a bar and he orders coffee and he starts studying at the bar. Jennifer Tilly, who's in the bar, and Jennifer Tilly, like, is trying to seduce him because she has, Alyssa Milano has to fall out of love with Chris. Okay. This whole movie doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but all she needs to know is next scene there's an orgy. Okay. There's a scene where she shows that she gets slotted up. Mm-hmm. She shows up at a party, and then Eliza gives her a drink spiked with like ecstasy or something, mm-hmm. and then it's an orgy scene. Everyone's fucking. Okay. And then 
some other stuff happens mm-hmm. and she rejects the vampire who dies at the end. And the problem is there's enough plot to this movie to make it confusing. Not enough to tell coherence. It was weird. I was surprised that there was that much plot in there. Huh. I remember first working with you and yeah. somehow like we brought up Embrace, Embrace of the Vampire. Yeah. And I remember watching. It used to be on, like, Prism or something Yeah, it was back very much, day. yeah. And all I like, told you, all I remember is the, facade, the photographer scene. Well, and... that's the only one I remember, <laughs> by the way. I don't even remember much about it. I remember at one point you went to Suncoast Video and brought over a copy. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. Did I own it? No, you, to, to tease me. Oh, oh. I think I used to say it was my favorite movie just because, <laughs> but also only referenced the one scene. <laughs> Weird movie. Weirder still... Filmed it in 13 days for $500,000. Made $15 million. Oh, wow. And Gassard would later go to make another movie with Alyssa Mono the next year. Poison Ivy 2. <laughs> uh, bring it all around. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. The most interesting thing I discovered is... Okay. In 2013... Didn't they do a remake it, kind of? They did a remake, yeah, did. which I'll be watching for the next podcast. Who's in it? Any, no one. It's like a Canadian movie. It's called Embrace of the Vampire. Mm. I don't think there's anyone... Yeah. Famous in it. I mean, arguably. I mean, Alyssa Milano, because she was on... Um, Fam- or, uh, um, who's the boss? Who's the boss? Envelope. Um, and Charmed. And Charmed. Charmed? I'll wake up some mornings, because Mark will watch wrestling and yeah. whatever the channel, USA or whatever, is uh-huh. on it. So Charmed will be on. And that's, like, such a terrible show. Yeah. It's so bad. I remember <laughs> they, for one of the episodes, they used a song from the self-titled garbage album oh really it's the one i don't like the something something bottom bomb devil's claws boo boo i have no idea boo, 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 <laughs> not selling this. Boo, boo. it's not that it's it would be it would be the song that stops like the first album from being perfect mm, I'd have to actually i don't know if it's a perfect album anyway next time we're, we're gonna do a topic next time it's <laughs> yeah, be, next august next august when we do our next step episode so i did watch it it was free it was on Free V or Tubi. Okay. So there were commercials. Oh. And half the commercials, I was like, it wasn't obvious as to what the commercial was for till the very end. It seemed like a very shitty commercial. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I did this morning. Embrace. I watched half of a movie. Victor wanted to start watching Star Wars. So yeah. he wanted to start from the beginning, beginning. So I watched Phantom Menace. It wasn't that bad. Like, I it hated was... it. It's actually, like, not bad. It's good. So anyway, um... They finished it last night and I was out. So Mark texts me. He's like, your son... Let me see what he said. He So Victor almost started crying when Anakin left his mom. Uh, like he was like... <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong? He's like, no, man. <laughs> maybe skip over the next movie then. <laughs> no, no, not at all. What did he say? You could be like, yeah, Anakin had to leave his mom because... Your son just flung a water bottle and stormed out of the room when Darth Maul killed Qui-Gon. Oh, all right. <laughs> he got really, really mad. Yeah. But I, I ever thought it like, I remember the pod racing scene. I remember being like, oh, it's so terrible. I feel like theater. everyone is like. And it wasn't that bad. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's good. I, and it makes like more sense how like Anakin, like the mom was just like, I don't know. I just like got pregnant. Like, it yeah. was, like and like, you're like, oh, so he's like a God, like the Jesus figure. But then mm-hmm. like, because of the other movies, you're like, oh, so was he a, um, um, what's the main bad dude? Darth Sidious. Is he like a clone? Kind of how they That's say- one of the theories is he's a clone or yeah. 
he was made through sort of the Sith sorcery of Dark Pelagius, who's the guy they talk about in the third one who learned how to create life itself. Yeah. For as much shit as people talked in that movie afterwards, yeah. every 90s punk I knew yeah. saw it multiple times. Yeah. I saw it at 3 in the morning with like 102 fever, and I, I think I end up seeing it again the same day. I saw the opening weekend. I think I saw it Sunday with Jess. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the openings with, like, you guys for the next couple. Yeah. Well, then we went to midnight shows. Yeah. But, um, and I, I remember being like, eh. And I think, like, after time, what Mark said, he's like, you know what? The prequels are actually have, he's like, other than the acting not being the greatest, mm-hmm. and some of the, like, CGI just being cheesy, yeah. the story's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, think... he's like the, the newer ones, he's like, I don't, he's like, I just don't think they're that good, story-wise. I have to watch the, 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 all right, so let me, for Rebecca, if you can tell your son when you get to Revenge of the Sith that Auntie Lou thinks this is secretly the most brilliant movie ever. It's good. Um, I like it. I, I've, got, I've, I've gone over my theory. I watched it yeah, a couple yeah. years ago in this day. But, but yeah, for those who don't remember, the, very, the two very big, the key points are, if you watch it thinking that Obi-Wan and Padme are having an affair, Anakin's acting is so much better. And then also you, when you realize that the Jedi are about to stage a coup against the government, yeah. which is much more... I think the, in general, the prequel movies have sort of been like reclaimed as being good. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone like kind of got over... I mean, I don't think... I mean, Jar Jar Binks is really fucking I was saying, yeah, I think Jar Jar Binks missed that. Um, I forgot how much I like the stupid droids. Like the Roger Roger. Like, I love those, uh, those troopers. They're, they're, yeah. They're cute. They're cute. Yeah, the Nemoidians. Is that what they are? The no, little... those are the guys, the uh, the space Japanese people. Oh, those guys? I'm not going to do it, yeah. Um, the Trade Federation guys? Yeah. yeah. So those are the Namoidians. Oh, okay. Fucking nerd. The post-quill movies. I mean, the first one is, is, is just a remake of Star Wars. Yeah. I mean. And I loved it, but I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I haven't watched, like, the, the other ones really since the theater. Like, I wasn't super, I like the second one. The, the only thing that stands out with the second one to me was um, the Crimson Guards fight, and that's when I was yeah. like, Ugh. like it, that was really cool. Yeah. I think um, the second one, which is the one that made everyone really mad. Yeah. I like all the Jedi stuff, mm-hmm. but all the other shit that happens around it I find kind of boring. Because, like, all, like, the when they're running out of space gas, that story. Oh, line. yeah. Like, everyone was pissed off that Luke was, like, just this kind of failed hermit, which... Yeah. If, I if think you, it's kind of cool to be honest. Well, say so if you, like, not you, main premise of all the post, yeah. the no longer existent extended canon, yeah. is that he just, like... And he kind of went bad a little bit. Yeah. yeah. His entire education was centered around fighting Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. So he didn't... But anyway, and the third one, I thought, I think is, like, other than Babu Frick, which I think is funny. He's a little guy, he's like, when C-3PO is like, Oh, Babu Frick, my oldest friend. Yes. Yes, yes. Can I really, like, just because, yeah, he doesn't have any memory at that point. Also, I like C-3PO, which was... You, isn't that your favorite character, C-3PO? Yes! Because everyone's mean to him. So bizarre. And... I like... Which one's the salt foxes in? That's the second one. That, that fight is good. Oh, and I like that other little droid. Oh, the one BB-8? That be like, oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. Wait, which one? <laughs> There's, like, another little droid that's in it that's just, like, always apologizes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Oh, is this one you had in uh, your no. laudanum dream? You're like, <laughs> it's like you're talking to no, your toaster. I actually had like a, a little, uh, not an action figure, but I had a, a stuffed animal of it. Oh. What the fuck is it called? It's like a number thing. Well, they're all numbered things. 
I don't know what it's called. R2-D2 is kind of an asshole. I kind of like R2-D2. He's kind of an asshole. Droid in Star Wars. Droid that I imagined while in the end of days. In, not BB-8. You should know this. Come on. BB-8. It's like 7-Eleven or something. It's like a cone. It's like a... I I even less know what you're fucking talking about now. Droid in Star Wars. This is, I'm never going to find it. So he says sorry. He apologizes like all the time. Don't, isn't there something that will show me all the fucking droids? What's he look like? That thing. That guy. He's like, so sorry. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I know. <laughs> no, for, no one else knows. So for those, yeah, I'm sure like we paint such a, a, an audio picture. <laughs> Lose yourself in the description. Well, let me art. see. Um, let's see what it says. Do, 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 do. D-O, D-Zero. All right, I kind of remember just because of D-O. D-O, yeah, it's D-O. A, tr- a poorly treated, unclassified droid who slowly built a bond with BB-8, Finn, and Rey during the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. D-O was quick to help the Resistance when they needed intel about his former master. Ooh, I don't even know. Uchi of Bastoon. Oh, of course, Uchi of Bastoon. We all know my favorite character. <laughs> but Dio wasn't too shy to say, no thank you, and rolled away to let you know when his boundaries were crossed. Yeah. In a galaxy of cute droids, he ranks high. Oh. He was so cute. He was, mm. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, he reminds me of me. No. Oh. <laughs> they give him ro- robot laudanum. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he, he sure likes this special oil he's he has a headache again he has a droid headache again it's horrible <laughs> just feed him that yeah oh. oh lord well anyway anyway yeah we we filled some some time yeah and um we'll have some better stuff next time full podcast yeah some we'll topics be prepared. yeah prepared adventures laudable Fun. Laudanum. <laughs> laudanum. Maybe we'll do it. We're going to get some laudanum or just get the next one on laudanum. To be like five minutes to just... Then <laughs> 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 I'll be like, oh, I'm having a headache again. Yeah. <laughs> Dio. I love Dio. Yeah. He's my little baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, folks. Bye. Bye. Bye.